You are listening to HHS bonus content from the Hillbilly Horror Stories Network. This bonus content is released during the week for your listening pleasure while awaiting the release of Sunday's actual Hillbilly Horror Stories episode. All bonus content will be listed as HHS Presents or HHS Midweek while the actual Hillbilly Horror Stories episodes will have only an episode number and the title listed, for example, 187, The Kentucky Vampires. Those episodes are a longer deep dive into a particular subject. If you are new to the show and the bonuses aren't your style, get the full-length episode to try. Enjoy. Hey guys, welcome to episode 15 of Fear of the Week. I'm Jerry. And I'm Kristen. And we'll have Miss Leslie Fear, the author that does the Fear of the Week. And the Graveyard Watchman. Yeah, <laughs> she'll be with us here a little bit later and she's going to talk about some insect mating rituals. Um... These are definitely ones you want to hear. Some Can't of them you wait. may know, but some of them I guarantee you don't know, and they're just disgusting. Ugh. Well, they're getting more than I am, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't hear that. Sorry, Mom. So last week we did a UFO story. This week, um, sort of, kind of, you'll just have to hear the story. Okay, I'm ready. A huge 47-meter-long sea creature has, get this, has been seen hunting in UFO-like pattern in rare footage. What the F? Exactly. You see where my confusion was. I'm so lost already. The outer ring alone of the creature measured 47 meters long, meaning its entire length could be way more. Mm -hmm. One expert said she had never seen any sight quite like it. So the creature seems to have formed a huge spiral pattern in the deep blue in the clip. According to the Institute, the outer ring alone measured 47 meters long. I found that a lot of these stories like to repeat in the actual story what the headline shows. So it aggravates me. But yeah, they identified the otherworldly animal as a siphonophore, which is is related to a jellyfish. Okay. While it may seem like one creature, the weird trail of white is actually formed by thousands of cloned organisms, which are all connected. God, the ocean is a weird place. It absolutely is. Schmidt Ocean's latest video was shared to their Twitter page on April 6th and has already garnered more than 500,000 viewers. They said the specimen, in a UFO-like feeding posture, is likely the largest ever recorded. Viewers flocked to the comment section to voice their understandable amazement. Deep ocean creatures always amaze me, one wrote. Another commented, that is incredible and amazing find. Mm -hmm. There must not have been very many good comments if that's the two comments that they chose. Right, yeah. I'd have been like, holy beep. (laughs) (laughs) Rebecca R. Helm, assistant professor at the University of North Carolina, explained just why the footage was so amazing in a Twitter thread. She said, I've gone on numerous expeditions and have never, ever seen anything like this. This animal is a kind of jelly called a siphonophore. It's made of millions of interconnected clones, like if the Borg and the Clone Wars had a baby together. I don't know what either of those are. I don't either. There are about a dozen different jobs a clone can do in the colony, and each clone is specialized to a particular task. Most of the siphonophore colonies I've seen are maybe 20 centimeters long, maybe a meter Mm-hmm. But this animal is massive, and it's not just massive. The colony is exhibiting a stunning behavior. It's hunting. 
She went on to explain that the galaxy-like spiral on display enables the clones to spread out and drop their tentacles below to catch prey. Ugh. It's not the first time a Siphona 4 has been caught on camera. Back in 2018, footage emerged of the creature floating in the depths of the ocean. So, thanks. She said the average one is up to a meter long, and this one was 47 meters long. You know how I am at math. Well, still, <laughs> 1 to 47. Th- I know. I'm totally <laughs> kidding. Yeah, it's a big-ass thing. But that, I can't even picture it in my head. I'm going to have to watch this video, because or picture, whatever it is. All I know is ocean creatures, especially the ones at the very bottom that have the glowing eyes and weird things coming out of their heads and the, like, underbite teeth, they scare the me underbite. really bad. That is amazing, though. Some of the secret, the, the scary-looking things that come out of the sea, man, they don't, they beat everything that can mm-hmm. be on Earth. I mean, I've seen some fish and stuff that, that looks like something straight out of a, a UFO or something, and... Yeah. I'm like, there's nothing on Earth that compares to the looks of those some of those things. I'm scared to even swim in the ocean. And that's sad because it's so beautiful. But, I mean, even when you're in just like the shallow when you first part. the shallow part, yeah, you could get stung by a jellyfish or there's crabs. And I ain't trying to get peed on if I get stung by a jellyfish. Isn't that how you get sting out? I know people say that. I don't know how realistic that is. Well, I would have somebody do it if it was stinging, but... I wouldn't even, I don't even want to take the chance. It's disgusting. No, no way. And I know you want to move to Florida and I would come visit, but I'm not getting in the ocean. You'll get, we'll get you in the ocean. If it's clear water, isn't it clear water where you're wanting to go though? Mm -hmm. If I can see what's around my feet, then that's different. Well, even in some of these places, you're not going to see, unless you're in the Caribbean or something, you're probably not going to be able to see all the way down your feet because the the sound, the sand itself kind of murks when you're in the shallow parts. Ugh. We'll but, like, we're going to be in the Gulf of Mexico, and you know the Gulf of Mexico, the very deepest parts are eight feet. It's never any deeper than eight feet. And, like, hmm. it takes you a while. You're, like, when you're in, in the Gulf side of things, mm-hmm. you literally could walk for a football field before it gets, in really? some cases, six, seven, eight feet. Yeah. Yeah. You can Most of the time, you, you can walk out about... I'd say half of a football field, and you might be at five feet of water, six feet. So it's hmm. no different than being in a pool. Interesting. Except you get waves. Yeah, that knock you down, suck you under. Yeah, and sharks. I don't have any sharks in Oh, the pool. yeah, sharks. Forgot about those guys. All right, let's listen to Leslie talk about some strange animal mating rituals. Well, I said animals, but it's insects. I can't wait. <laughs> Listening to the fear of the week. With author Leslie Fear. Hey guys, welcome to this week's edition of Fear of the Week, featuring author Leslie Fear. You can pick up all of her books at Amazon.com, and you should do that because you got plenty of time to read right now. Leslie, thanks for coming on. Oh, thanks for having me. What's everybody up to? Good weather, I hope. Oh, it's beautiful. It's been beautiful here. We're supposed to have some storms roll in tonight, though, so they said it yeah. could be severe, but hopefully not. But it's beautiful, beautiful day. Yeah, good weather to be outside digging, which is what I've been doing. Yeah, he's been digging, but who knows for what. So if you don't hear from me in a couple of days, you might know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> he's burying you in the backyard. Hey, he might. It's just about the right size, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's three feet by two feet. <laughs> 
<laughs> you said three feet by two feet. <laughs> he meant to say that, Tracy. Yeah, uh-huh. he did. Uh-huh. All right. Well, what you got for tonight? Well, we're going to talk about extreme bug mating rituals. Ooh, sounds kinky. <laughs> well, you know, we are going to talk about the sex lives of insects. So let's uh, let's talk about it now. Yeah, let's hop to so, it. Yeah, let's <laughs> 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 oh gosh okay so number one the number one kind of most weird and macabre one is the female praying mantis i don't know if oh, you guys yeah. know anything about that okay a lot of you do i don't know if tracy knows about what happens but the um, female oh, go ahead no i don't i was just gonna say i don't know what but i think there's awesome those praying mantis i have a picture of one chaw- chawing down on my finger yeah, it's a yeah. Good, nice video. Yeah, very good. But anyway, yeah, what do they do? Yeah, well, they uh, decapitate and devour their male suitors. Well, I'll be damned. Typical woman. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, I need to back up a little bit because it doesn't always happen. About 25% actually get devoured. It usually is because the female, who is much bigger than the male, by the way, as far as stature and everything... Um, she's usually really hungry and she's like, I need to, I need to eat. So, but what's funny about it is when she does start eating him, turns out mm-hmm, when the male's head is cut off, it sparks more spasms and more sperm. So oh my uh, Lord. there might be an ulterior motive there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it might be. Watch out, yeah. babe. Maybe it's a better situation for her. <laughs> <laughs> she might I mean, actually don't, think that's more fun <laughs> yeah i mean don't the like the male doesn't he try to fight back or nothing or she's just that good well i think his reward was the whole having oh. sex thing and yeah now like i said they can go on to impregnate other if she if they're not eaten because she's so much bigger if you look at praying mantises they're like the female is a lot bigger than the male Oh, I had no idea. Yeah. I mean, the male's like just a little tiny little guy. Runt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I don't think they have a choice whether it's kind of like, you know, it's mm-hmm. kind of like Bundy. It's either I'll let you go, I'll play God, or I'll let, I may eat you. Mm-hmm. Is there any research as to say why they do? I mean, I know what you said about the producing, you know, possibly a little more goodies. Or whatever, but yeah. I mean, is that like the only reason why they would do it? Well, no, I mean, they only do it. There's, there's that other reason of if they're really, really hungry. A lot of times they, they're 25% of the time they do it. 75% of the time they don't. So oh. it doesn't always happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's usually when they're really, really hungry or, you know, just haven't eaten in a long time or whatever it is, you know. Hmm. Yeah, that usually makes me meal. want a sandwich or something. So I can see that. Yeah. Well, it's a free meal right there. You're right there. It's easy. And she can overpower him. I wonder how long they can go without eating. We know how long roaches can. <laughs> <laughs> they, yeah. just can't, they just can't survive without water for a week. But other than that. <laughs> yeah. And that's still amazing. I thought about so, that after that we talked about it. Oh, did you? Trying to figure out what in the world. So next time no. I see a roach, I'm going to give it a sip of water. Uh, no you're gonna keep it alive no sips of water step on that thing (laughs) all right so now we're gonna go on to honeybees Mm -hmm. the males are called male drones 
and they're not much more than sperm donors because they don't gather pollen. They don't help maintain the larva. They don't make the hive's architecture inside. They don't even fight off intruders. Their only job is to <laughs> find a queen from an, another hive, mate with her, you know, mid-flight, by the way. That's pretty impressive. Well, yeah. And then they go out in the blaze of glory. <laughs> and that is crazy. But you said they go no. to a queen from another hive, right? Not the one yeah, that they're they in. Yeah, they go, uh-huh, uh-huh. They go to a queen from, that's just what I read and looked up and, and they go, so they, and they do it in mid-flight. Yeah. Pretty much, because the queen, the queen can mate with many, many, many. So that's probably why. And then when a male drone uncouples from the queen, okay, here we go. His penis and abdominal uh, tissues are ripped out of his body and he dies. Passion literally is ripped. It rips his guts out. Take that drama high school poets. (laughs) (laughs) You know, hey, Romeo and Juliet don't have nothing on them. No. But that's crazy. That's something I honestly I knew about the praying mantis. I did not know about that. You know? Mm -mm. I knew that bees usually die. If they sting you, they usually die right after. Yep. Um I knew that, but I didn't know that male drones they call that's what they call the male bees they do nothing but impregnate and then die and that's all they do i know some humans like that (laughs) (laughs) but i do have a more room i do have a more romantic story would you like to hear the romantic story of fireflies yeah okay let's do they contain that compound in their abdomen it's called luciferin kind of a funky name if you ask me it's kind of yeah. devilish <laughs> yeah <laughs> <For> real. Uh, <laughs> and it reacts with the incoming oxygen and causes the firefly to glow okay we all know that right mm-hmm. well the male firefly he gives off a pattern of light and if it's good enough to catch a female's eye she'll start signaling back at him how romantic that is Isn't romantic that i know i'm gonna but watch for it, those little buggers and he, well, and he comes bringing gifts. Let like me tell what? you. Well, if he wants to keep his lady friend interested, and by gift I mean how big his packet of sperm is. <laughs> so size does matter with them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't know how they know where the packet of sperm and all the things. I didn't get into that part. I just know that to keep them interested beyond the playful firelight what, i wonder what if they it? ever have those situations where like the guy's flashing and then the girl flashes back and he's all excited and then come to find out she was flashing at the firefly behind him oh <laughs> <laughs> that would be sad that, now see that's not romantic at all and we're going in a whole different direction here now she's well, a hoe think about it how many times have you been in a yard and there's been fireflies all over? So oh, no, if, it's beautiful. If you're female and you're looking out in a direction, there's probably three or four back there. So, That's I mean, true. how are you supposed to know which one she's flashing at? That's true. That's true. But at least he doesn't <laughs> die. He just That's true. He just missed out on a little nookie. But, <laughs> hey, he can, he, somebody else will. He'll catch someone else's eye. Now, let the last but definitely not least dung beetles that's Ugh. romantic right 
Anything that's got dung in it is romantic. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there are other insects who woo with simple gifts. There's nothing better than a nice round ball of poop, is there? No, No, absolutely not. not. Mm -mm, mm -mm. And poop is everything to a dung beetle. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they, you know, they collect it, they eat it, they raise their children in it. Gross. I mean, yeah. And after bumping into each other at a fresh elephant or cow patty... (laughs) <laughs> some some dung beetles actually develop a pair bond isn't that Aww, sweet that is sweet a what i know a pair like they're a pair a couple a oh pair bond. well i hope they got some <laughs> scope because i know that breath be stinking <laughs> i tell you though i know i know so they roll the giant ball of poop into the sunset together oh and cue the hearts <laughs> Fluttering all around. <laughs> they may not smell very good. By God, they are in love. <laughs> well, now I think that's very sweet. You know, and once they find a nice soft piece of land, they'll they'll bury the poop, the poop ball, because it's a ball by now, and, and they'll start mating. Sometimes they go th- through little tunnels in the poop itself. Isn't that nice? Yeah, nice and warm and yeah, lovely. yeah. And the female. Well, go ahead. <laughs> Somewhere out there, there's a stink bug saying, and they call us stink bugs. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Oh, well, they actually are. They're gross. They, they do stink. <laughs> it's bad. But the female, they lay eggs in the small brood paw, uh, balls. That's what they call them, the brood balls. And it's nice for their, a nice little snack for their grubs uh, once they hatch. Nice oh, I bet. Snack of poop. Yeah. <laughs> and min- Oh, and here's the really romantic part. Now, this is when it's, you just kind of want to go, aw. In many species, one or both partners stick around and continue to care for their offspring. And it's a very rare behavior in insects. See how we're No, that's it nice. I know. I just thought that was so lovely. It is. <laughs> Good family bond. I know. <laughs> well, if we got to talk about poop, we may as well make it fun, right? Ah, somewhere, yeah. Yeah, it's a poop love story. (laughs) Maybe I'll name my book that. The Poop Love Story. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, copyright, yeah. (laughs) But that is my, uh, that's my uh, story on extreme bug mating rituals. Leslie, uh, thank you so much. Uh, That was crappier than most of the stories you tell, but uh, Mm. I love it. Mm-hmm. I'm th- what a compliment. Thank you so much. And uh, I'll, I'll see myself out. So I would say there are some things that's probably really inappropriate for us to listen to together. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the whole thing with the fireflies, I, I feel two different emotions. One, I feel really bad because all these years of catching them, I could have been sea blocking this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> and two, I'm thoroughly grossed out. To know that when I do catch them, I could possibly be touching their sperm bellies or whatever the heck she called it. Sperm sack. Sperm sacks. But the prey mantis, is that how I said it right? I love that they chew off the male's head. That's kind of nice. <laughs> well, like that would be my spirit bug. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, um, yeah, I was pretty grossed out, especially with the whole poop thing. Yeah. What about the bees, the drone bees doing it in the air? Poor guy is all I can say. I hope when I die, I don't come back as a 
male be because that would just be a sucky life to know that you know you're gonna go get your jollies and then next thing you know boom you're dead poor guy yeah that's my thought on it though i wonder if they have any like male bees that just aren't into chicks and they don't have to worry about it i don't know but none of this happened on a bug's life <laughs> i know that's for sure <laughs> I don't remember anything going down like this. <laughs> well, that is what it is. So, all right, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye.